still waiting for a big smile out of you. You're up 2-0. What's the story? Are you not happy or? Stay to be happy about. You're up 2-0. The job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Jobs Not Finished podcast. Uh, in the spirit of this podcast, I thought today I would talk about my background in human resource management, kind of what got me to study in this field, why I picked this as a career, and just how my experience has been so far. Just a quick disclaimer before we begin. I am currently nearing three years experience, including internships. So this is a more entry-level breakdown of human resources. If you're looking for someone with, you know, 20 years experience, a little bit more senior in the field, this may not be the podcast for you. But if you're just trying to get that, you know, general brief overview, then please continue listening on. And I hope you can find some value in this episode. Now, another quick disclaimer is I do currently work in human resource management. So none of what I'm saying is a reflection of what my company believes or the people that I work for. This is entirely coming from me. This is not you shouldn't take this as, you know, legal advice. At the end of the day, if you're trying to make a career change or trying to decide what you want to study, you should definitely do your own research and make sure you do a thorough enough research so you can make a sound decision on where you want to go with your career. So, you know, with all that out of the way, let's begin. Now, what is the definition of human resources? If you did a Google search for this, uh, word for word, this is what Google says human resources is. The personnel of a business or organization, especially when regarded as a significant asset. The second definition is the department of a business or organization that deals with the hiring, administration, and training of personnel. Now, in my experience, whenever I tell people I'm doing human resources, they either say I'm doing what Toby from the office does or I'm just reviewing resumes all day. And I wouldn't say they're entirely wrong. They're about a third of the way there because whatever Toby does in the office and reviewing resumes is a function of human resources, but human resources has so many functions. You, I don't even know all of them yet. Uh, you kind of lose track of how many functions they have, but just to give you a quick overview of those functions, you have talent acquisition and recruiting. You have diversity and inclusion. You have a compensation team. You have a total rewards and benefits team. Uh, the people that review and update process, payroll, you have employee relations and investigations, training and development, immigration, onboarding, offboarding, just, you know, I can go on and on. So if you're looking for a career in HR, you can either specialize in one of those or you can go a more generalist route, which means kind of jack of all trades. You can mix and match whether you want to do recruiting and employee relations and just kind of be like a business partner to the company. Now, what was my background and in terms of getting into human resources specifically? I didn't always start as an HR major. I started as a computer science major. And the reason I switched out of there is because very quickly in the program, I realized I didn't have the passion that all the other students had. For example, whenever people were asking these in-depth questions to the professor, I would get annoyed and I didn't have interest in learning more. I would just wonder when people would stop asking questions, when the class would end, and that's when I realized, you know, I'm not doing this because I have a passion for it or because I'm interested in it. I'm kind of just doing it. And I had to switch out of that. And I went undecided for a while. 
I took a course called employment law. And from there is where my journey in human resources started. I realized I did. I enjoyed what the professor was talking about. I enjoyed what we were doing in the course. I took more classes and just continued to learn and grow. And from there, I decided to major in human resource management. How did I land my first job in human resources? So before I get to my job, or actually, I may not touch on my first job in this podcast. I will talk about my first internship because when you're first getting into human resources, especially if you're studying it in college, I would say before you graduate, it's very important to get an internship, not only for the experience, but to truly understand if this is what you want to do. Because last thing you want is to go through a four-year program, graduate, and then get your first feeling of human resources and realize I made a mistake. So definitely try and get an internship if you can. My approach was applying in any industry, paid, unpaid, any location, far away, close. You know, if I had to take trains, drive down, Uber, whatever, I was willing to do it. And I think you really should be flexible when you're looking for an internship because that is your foot into the door uh, that will build out your resume, that will, again, give you that, uh, that taste of, do I really want to do this or not? I think once you do graduate and you have internships under your belt, you can be a little bit more selective. I know people who say, I will only work in the finance industry or I will only work in um, advertising and marketing. And those industries specifically, I will never work in, you know, um, retail, med medical, you know. So I think you'll be a lot more picky once you graduate, which I wouldn't recommend. But when you're looking for an internship, just, you know, swallow that pride, take whatever you get and uh, run with that experience, you know, learn as much as you can. So that's exactly what I did. And Another thing aside from just, you know, applying anywhere is getting used to rejections because you will get rejected. You'll lose count of how many times you get rejected because I lost count. And don't take this to the heart because rejections, they can hurt at first, but it's okay. You know, take each rejection as a learning experience, move forward from it, and you will land that first internship. Uh, just to give you a quick story of one of my rejections, I remember I applied for an internship that, you know, I thought... I met the criteria for, and I thought, you know, they weren't really looking for much. I can, I'm very entry level. I'm, I'm studying HR. I can get this internship. The person not only rejected me, but they sent a personalized message back saying, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially they said, have you seen your resume? Do you have a career services uh, department in your college? Please go to them because you need help. Like you need help with this resume. And just, I'm just paraphrasing. But when I read that, I kind of took that to heart and it really hurt where I thought, Again, I thought I fit the criteria. I thought I could get this internship. and But, you know, you have to hit the ground running. And I took their word for it. I went to my career services department. I showed them my resume. I made some edits. I fixed up my resume. And I believe that that was a learning experience. And, and it helped in me landing my first internship. So the way my first internship worked, I got a call. And I was very new to it all. I was so excited. I just got a call. I picked up. They said, hey, I'm calling from X company. You applied for our internship. Do you have a moment to speak? And I jumped on it. I said, yes, I do. I'm ready, even though I really wasn't ready. So for all of you that are gearing up to take phone screens, if I can give you a little bit of advice, you don't have to immediately take that phone screen when the recruiter calls you. It's totally fine to say, hey, can I call you back in five minutes? You know, you might be having lunch. You might be driving. I know you might be desperate for that internship or that job, and you want you don't want to say, hey, I'll call you back later because it might look bad. But it's totally fine to say that to the recruiter and just schedule a different time to talk. And trust me, they won't take it personally at all. And the best way to prepare for those phone screens, in my opinion, will be number one, review the company, have a deep understanding of the company, or maybe not a deep understanding, but 
nowadays you can easily look them up on LinkedIn, see their about us or go to their website and press their about us page just so you have a general understanding. You don't want to fall for or fall into that situation where they say, so why did you pick, you know, this company? And you're thinking, I have no idea why I picked this company. So you don't want to be in that position. Another thing you would want to do is review the job description, especially if you're applying when you're in college. Let me take this back a step. When you're in college and you're nearing graduation, you're probably applying to 30 internships or jobs a day. So when a recruiter calls you, you might be sifting through your brain thinking, which job is this? They're saying HR internship, but I applied for 20 HR internships. So you do want to, as you're rescheduling that call, you can look into the job description, have an understanding of it because they will ask you, why did you pick this job specifically? Or most likely they'll ask you that. And again, you don't want to have to sift through your brain to think which job is this? You know, you want to answer that, hit that question, you know, hit it out the park and that will go a long way for you in landing that internship. Uh, another two things I would say is understanding your resume and having questions ready for them. So there was a time in my experience where I, this was after my internships, you know, after I had my first job and I'm applying around for another job. And one of the recruiters asked me about something that I did in my internships, which was a year or two old, which is so far back on my resume that I wasn't ready for that question. I, I had to think back, oh man, is that really still on my resume? So definitely review your resume, what's on there, whether it's a club you joined, whether it's a program you took in college, you wrote it on there. They might ask you about it, just brush up on it and make sure you're prepared for that. And then the second part of that would be preparing questions. Most of the times on a phone screen, and this is totally normal, I fell into it a lot, you fall into the I hope they like me scenario where you're so desperate to make them like you that you forget that it's a two-way street. Um, you do want them to like you, but you also want to like them. So make sure you have questions ready about the culture, about the team, about management, the role. And again, this will go a long way because it'll show the person you're speaking to that there is genuine interest in the role and it might give you that leg up on the competition. Now again, taking you back to my experience, I didn't do any of that preparation, but I got lucky because the person that was doing my phone screen, I later found out was new to the company as well. So they had just joined a week prior to doing my phone screen. They didn't really ask me much about the company. They didn't ask me much about my background. They asked me generally just what I liked about human resources, which aspect of HR I wanted to go into, why I picked HR, how soon can I start, how often can I work with my school schedule. And then they pushed me forward to an on-site interview. And maybe in a different podcast, we can touch on on-site interviews and just kind of um, my experiences and some tips that I might have for people going on on-sites. If you're interested in that, please feel free to let me know. But again, that's kind of how I got lucky with my internship experience. I wouldn't say lucky. I think you have to be persistent. You have to apply, again, any industry, any job, paid, unpaid. You need to get that experience if you're looking for an internship. So, so how has my experience been in HR now that I'm gearing into my third year working in human resource management, I'd say it's been very interesting. Uh, every single job I've held or internship switching into a job, it's been different. You work on a multitude of different projects. You work cross-functionally with a lot of different teams, whether it's in HR or whether it's with IT or accounting on different projects. You work with a lot of third-party vendors, whether you're doing background checks or you're working with benefit vendors. So again, it's very fast-paced. It's always moving around. You're working on a lot of impactful projects that have a lot of meaning for employees and for the business. So if you're the kind of person that wants to have a job where you're making an impact, 
this definitely will be for you. Uh, you're making an impact every single day, whether it's on an employee's live or whether it's on the organization as a whole. Now, the downside to that is sometimes the work can get tedious where you're so used to a process and you're doing it all the time. So I would say if you're looking into getting into this field, you need to be someone that has that ability to remain focused even when a task gets tedious or repetitive. You need to be able to remain, not only remain focused but manage multiple different um, priorities, multiple different tasks at once, and you need to adapt because processes change every single day. You know, leadership can change their mind tomorrow and you might have a project due on Friday and you're working on it, but then on Wednesday they want it done a completely different way and you need to be able to pivot and you need to be able to manage your time and get that work done. Uh, another thing in HR is you need to be personable. Uh, I wouldn't say need to because there are, again, as I mentioned earlier, the systems jobs and HR analytics where you're doing a lot of more reporting. You're not really speaking to employees and uh, other departments as much. You kind of just handle your own business and you can, you know, leave once you're done. But even in those scenarios, I'd say you are, you know, emailing people on a constant basis, providing information to uh, other departments. So it would be definitely be a plus, again, to be a personal individu a personable individual. So what advice would I give to someone that's looking to come into this field? Number one, I would say, again, make sure you're that kind of person that can remain focused, adaptable, um, and then you can deal with highly sensitive information. Uh, confidentiality is very important in HR. You see confidential information on a daily basis, whether it's you know other employees' salaries, their demographic information, you see social securities, you see where they live, uh, you know, you see performance reviews. So you have access to a lot of co highly confidential information and you need to be able to uh, keep that within the department. So if you're the type of person where they say, you know, don't tell that person about this because they'll go blabbering that out to everyone else. Like if, you know, if your family doesn't tell you secrets or your friends say, you know, hey, don't tell Jimmy that because they'll tell everybody. Uh, you might struggle in HR because you are privy to a lot of confidential information. And just to give you a quick story on something that happened in one of the internships that I worked at, I'll call these two individuals John and James. So me and John worked in human resource management in that department, and we knew, now James worked in IT. So we knew that James was about to be terminated. Now John and James were good friends, but John was in HR, so he wasn't supposed to release that information at all. Uh, John ended up going to James and said, hey, you might want to start like applying for jobs. And James is confused, thinking, why do I have to apply for jobs? I have a job already. And uh, it ends up coming to leadership. James is asking questions. Am I being terminated? They ask him how he found out. He found out from John. And again, so John ended up being terminated. This was at what I'm um, obviously masking their names and where they worked. But this actually did happen uh, at a location that I worked. So again, confidentiality is key. You need to be able to Keep confidential information, confidential and within the department. You also will need tough skin. Um, not only are you seeing confidential information, sometimes you might be working on uh, projects that involve, you know, you'll know who's getting laid off, who's going on furlough, uh, who's getting replaced. Uh, so, again, you need to have that tough skin because sometimes that can get overwhelming. It can be a depressing environment. When you see someone on a daily basis and you know in the back of your head, oh, this person is about to get furloughed or whatever the case may be. So, And then on the flip side of that, having tough skin, HR, people usually have a negative connotation with HR, uh, especially depending on the company you work for. People usually say, oh, stay away from HR. You don't want to go to the HR department. Uh, and, you know, I, 
for the most part, I've had a positive HR department experience, positive individuals. But unfortunately, you do get that negative connotation where people do not like HR. So you would need to have that tough skin again with sometimes employees may not, you know, pat you on the back. And if you're a person that needs to be patted on the back, then again, this is a thankless job at times because you do a lot on the back end, whether you're fighting for, you know, lower cost for employee benefits or you're fighting for, uh, you know, employees not to get a pay cut if, if the business is doing bad. Uh, so let's just say you have a manager in HR that is doing a lot of different audits, working on a different, different processes to find money so that employees don't receive a pay cut. Now, unfortunately they didn't find enough money, but they found enough money so that the pay cut isn't 20%, it's 10%. Employees don't know that back end. You know, they don't see the work that, you know, HR is doing for the business to find that money. All they see is we're receiving that 10% pay cut. And so again, HR seen as the bad guy and HR necessarily isn't the person that makes the decisions on who's getting furloughed, who's going to get terminated. Normally that's within the department, but they send it through HR and then HR is the one doing the communications. So again, HR is delivering the bad news and you might have people looking at you sideways and again, it's, they have a negative connotation. So that tough skin, you might need it. Uh, so just keep that in mind. At the end of the day, if you can focus on the bigger picture, whatever you're doing is to help the organization, is to help employees, help everything move smoothly, move more efficiently, you'll be fine. Um, just keep rolling and you'll be fine. Now, before wrapping this episode of the Jobs Not Finished podcast, I would say the last thing you want to do is, again, do your own research, uh, thoroughly understand what field you want to go into, whether you want to be a recruiter, whether you want to work on the back end with systems, whether you want to do, you know, the onboarding, welcoming employees, establishing a good culture in HR, uh, or you just want to be a generalist, to have a general understanding on what you want to do in HR and then work towards it. Again, do that research. Make sure you're 100% sure this is a field you want to go into and that the job is something that you can see yourself doing, waking up every morning, going to work, and finding value and doing that work every single day. All right, guys, there you have it. That's my general overview of HR, why I got into it, how I landed my first internship, how my experience has been so far. If you would like a more granular breakdown on the things I do, on a day-to-day -day basis, pros, cons, things I like, don't like, please let me know. I can create a new podcast episode on it, or I could just, you know, email you individually if you are a young HR professional looking for more information. But again, thank you for reaching the end of this episode. That will wrap this week's episode of the Jobs Not Finished podcast. If you would like to be a guest on one of these podcasts to share your journey, you can reach out to us at jobsnotfinishedpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also connect with us and stay updated on everything that's going on with the podcast at Jobs Not Finished Pod on Instagram. Thank you again for listening, guys, and I hope you'll join us again next time. Take care.